Boxing weekend comes to an end. Adrian Broner makes his comeback. Tofima Lopez defeats Josh Taylor in a somewhat of an upset surprise uh, to some people, to many people, I guess. And, of course, Sergey Derevyanchenko comes up just short again against Jaime Munguia in another fight where he could have got the decision and he didn't. Man, Poli TV here. Poli Malinaji for Poli TV. Let's get things started. So let's start with uh, Friday night. Uh, Adrian Broner came back. Um, credit to Bill Hudgens for hanging tough. Uh, Broner, obviously, another level, uh, uh, a different level of, of opposition for Hutchinson than he had been used to. And, of course, for Hutchinson, uh, it was a big opportunity. Um, and, he, you know, he performed. He toughed it out, let's say that. You know, it was all about the Broner show on Friday, and that's what it's about. It was about how he looked coming back and uh, if he could put himself in position to uh, um, get a bigger fight. I think he's done that. Uh, I, said the, I think there obviously will still be some questions about Broner, but, of course, People love having questions about Broner, be it uh, his attitude, be it his boxing. Uh, a motivated Broner, uh, can he still compete at this level? He's a motivated Broner. Remember, we all know the Adrian Broner that's at elite level. Uh, can he get himself to that level? Obviously, he beat Hutchinson, but when he steps up to the elite level, are we going to see flashes at 33, 34 years old of Adrian Broner that we once saw in his 20s, that we once saw when he was hungry and uh, really making his, uh, his reputation? Uh, you know, all the potential that we saw. Uh, can we still bring that part of Adrian Broner out uh, against the Regis Prograis of the world, against uh, um, the Rolly Romero's of the world? Uh, speaking of Rolly Romero, uh, Broner post-fight post -fight, uh, comments, um, called him Romelu. Uh, I think he took a page out of Mayweather there. Mayweather used to uh, mispronounce uh, a lot of the uh, possible opponents' names on purpose. Um, also, Adrian Broner told you it was everything he, he needed now it was everything he wanted, but he told you what he needed as well in typical Adrian Broner fashion. Uh, so you still get the uh, the must-see TV uh, antics of Adrian Broner, and I think for that reason he'll continue to have a spark curiosity, and he will sell uh, against anybody in the world. So it, and, and the bigger opponents will obviously sell even better because people will want to see that fight, especially uh, him in big fights. Who does Broner fight next? I don't know. You know, uh, he talked about uh, Rolly Romero. I think that would be the most fun promotion. I really do. I, I think Rolly reminds me of myself in a lot of ways in terms of the attitude and the off-the-wall off the comments he decides he starts to make. Uh, you know, I was kind of known for that kind of stuff. I think Rolly in his own way is like that as well. And I think it would be a great trash-talking promotion between Rolly and, um, and A.B., I don't know what's going to happen as Rolly is in the running for the Ryan Garcia fight, or actually, I guess Ryan's in the running for the Rolly fight himself because Rolly has a title. But um, so I'd, I'd, I'd have to see uh, if that's a possibility. But personally, that's the one I really would prefer. Uh, another guy being mentioned for Adrian Broner is uh, uh, Regis Progre. Regis, top of his game right now, I think. Uh, but people want to see him with uh, with the, the mega promoter that he now has with Matchroom and has the dates and whatnot. Uh, I think Regis and AB would be a, a good fight. You'd probably favor Regis at this point. Regis is one of the best fighters in the world. But who knows? Maybe it's this kind of opponent that, that Broner needs in order to bring out the best of himself. I'll tell you what. Broner sometimes allows himself to be overwhelmed. I don't think Regis is that overwhelming type. He's a skill fighter. So skill versus skill. I think Regis and, and, and Broner could be an interesting matchup. Again, you'd favor Regis, but it'd still be a, a fight that I, I could see Broner being competitive in. And, you know, upsets do happen. You know, Regis certainly would be the favorite. And um, But it's a fight that I think people would be interested in and people would talk about and see. So a lot of possibilities for Broner as he searches for um, uh, one final world title run uh, in his career. Uh, then uh, Saturday night we had uh, Teofimo Lopez coming back with a rather dominant performance against Josh Taylor. I tell you, Taylor started out pretty well, 
and then he just couldn't find his groove and it was also Teo was very rhythm Teo was such a good athlete I mean remember this guy was doing backflips um, after every win earlier in his career um, he had you know you ha you need that core strength to do that you can see like off that core movement that he had off that head movement he was coming up with he was flinging very very creative shots he's not a combination puncher as we as we this fight even showed but he flings very creative he flings very creative shots from varied angles and you need a lot of athleticism to do that i think taylor at his best is very very good i thought he hurt taylor to the body a few times um credit to taylor for hanging tough he's a proud scott um I think personally, Josh Taylor is the best Scottish fighter that I've ever seen. You know what I mean? I, I know people say Cam Buchanan because of the reputation and the love people have for old time boxing. But I'll be honest with you, man. Josh Taylor to me is the. I, I think Josh Taylor is better than Cam Buchanan was. You know, people will call it blasphemy. Some of the old timers will call it blasphemy. I think Josh Taylor has been, has been very, very good in his career, and I think this uh, this is a very impressive win for Taylor. I think people are going to diminish it a little bit because of the way Taylor looks against Catterall, but that just shows you the level of Catterall and how tricky he can be as well. Uh, but a good, good win for Teofimo Lopez, who now is a world championship. Yes, he announces retirement, but uh, I think that's one of the things fighters do nowadays. They just announce retirements, and they keep fighting. Uh, I know uh, Tyson Fury did that. Uh, Mayweather started that that kind of uh, tradition. And uh, I think in the UFC, we also had uh, the same weekend. Amanda Nunez just retired on Saturday as well. I also don't believe her retirement is, uh, you know, in a little bit offhanded uh non-boxing related news since there was another retirement uh, announced on Saturday. I don't think either of these people are retiring. I think we're going to see them fight. I think Tofimo Lopez is going to insert himself into the major names at 140 pounds as well as he should be. Um, and uh, I think he'll be a guy that people will continue to want to watch and people will mention him among the big names. Uh, and I tell you what, man, he's not going to be easy to deal with. He said he's leaving ESPN after this fight, which means he would be leaving top rank. I wonder if that would be the case right now. He's got to, you know, Decide that he's going to continue. He's going to announce that he's going to continue fighting. Because I tell you what, once he, once they tell him they'll strip of him of his world title if he retires, I think he'll unannounce it. He'll unretire, and 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 then he'll start to, you know, he'll start to probably seek uh, uh, new deals and whatnot. If 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 indeed he is contract is over with ESPN and top rank, which I don't know, but based on the way he was talking, I think uh, this might have been his last fight on the contract. Don't know, but I'm curious to know. Uh, Sergey Derevianchenko and and Jaime Munguia. Munguia sealed it with a body shot knockdown around twelve. I thought Derevianchenko edged the fight, um, but again, he doesn't get the benefit of these close fights. Two Ukrainians get screwed in the past uh, month uh, of decisions, but for Derevianchenko, it's another close one. I thought he, uh, I thought he could have got the Golovkin fight uh, decision as well a few years back. Uh, it's unfortunate that, Derevian, that Derevianchenko will not get the credit his career deserves. This guy was a world-class, top-level fighter, and this was probably his last chance at a, at a big fight, a last chance at a, at a big, big win. Um, I thought uh, I thought he won the fight, uh, regardless of being knocked down around twelve. Uh, I thought he won the fight, but um, it didn't go his way. And um, I don't know what happens now. You know, a, a good win from Mungia, but again, Mungia still has the same kind of flaws. You know, um, most people ended up watching the the, 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 the Lopez and, and Taylor fight, but if you get a chance to go back and watch Mungia Derevianchenko, it's worth your time, and it was a, a good fight. So where does Mungia go from here? He now one sixty eight. I don't know. You know, I guess he can be in the in the Canelo sweepstakes, the Benavides sweepstakes. I don't know. I don't know if Golden Boy would ever work with Canelo. Or Canelo would ever work with Golden Boy again, based on based on the fact that they they broke uh, they broke apart so much uh, with so much animosity. Plus, Canelo says is now not fighting. He's been saying he's not fighting Mexicans anymore after he did fight Angulo and Chavez Jr. in his career. So I don't know if that will also apply to Jaime Munguia, or if the fact that he doesn't get along with Oscar applies to the fact that he won't fight. He probably wouldn't fight Jaime Munguia. But regardless, there's a lot of options for Canelo. Munguia becomes just an, uh, one of those names in the 168-pound division. 
And so we'll see. For Derevianchenko, I'd love to see him making on the run, but I don't know how many chances people are going to give him. You know, um, I, I think he's a very, very dangerous guy. He still showed that. Um, but he's not. He's a guy that people won't invest in, and that's why he gets robbed in these fights. So um, I don't know, but his time is passing, and you know, he's obviously he's uh, he's no spring chicken himself. But nonetheless, uh, a little bit of appreciation for Sergey Derevianchenko, who I, I thought could have got some of these tough, close decisions uh, like this, like this fight with Munguia and also the one with Golovkin. So that's it, man. That's a, a quick boxing recap. Um, good future as far as uh, possibilities for Broner. Um, I don't think Tofimo Lopez is going to retire. Where does Josh Taylor go from here? I think Josh Taylor can come back in a maybe a, some kind of European title fight. I mean, Josh Taylor, I don't know who the European champion is, but Josh could easily grab a European title and then put himself back into contention at 140 pounds. He, uh, he's had two fights in a row where he's looked a little bit subpar because uh, Catterall, he didn't look great either. So maybe um, getting a maybe quick, picking up a quick European championship uh, would get his count, would be a little bit of a confidence builder. Maybe he moves up to 147. I don't know. Uh, I know Taylor had had issues making 140 pounds, and now losing the title might be an excuse for him, to, a reason for him to uh, be able to move up to 147. We'll see what the future holds for him as well. I'm Paulie Malinaji. It's your boxing recap here on Paulie TV. Mm -hmm.